Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right. Well, hey, everybody. We are part two with my friend Betsy Karn. She and her husband David and their children are part of our community. And more than anything, they are lovers of Jesus and obedient sons and daughters of the King. And I know that's what's Thank always you. motivated you. That's who you guys are. Uh, and it's so stirring just to uh, to be with you guys. I so appreciate you more than you know. Thank just you. so Same grateful, way. grateful, grateful for the Carnes family. Grateful for you. Thank you. So, hey, we talked a little bit about your heart, your passions, how you came to Jesus in round one. Hopefully you guys have heard this. But in the second part, let's just fast forward to today. Mm-hmm. And you guys have carried a heart and interceded for years for um, uh, uh, the Hispanic community here in Texas, but also uh, here in North, uh, South America, North America, Central America. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot going on in those oh, yeah. uh, in those arenas that the church is to engage, and we need yeah. to be challenged to engage our brothers and sisters, our friends. Uh, and I, I just say, as I've always said, we as Antioch can't be who we are without the beauty and the fullness and the richness of our Hispanic friends, neighbors, heritage. We are them and they are us. Yes. So this is not a them and us uh, thing. Right. Because they are us. How do we serve each other in this hour? So give us a little mm-hmm. more about what's going on, what the needs are, and how you guys have responded and how we can respond together. Mm-hmm. Well, as many of us have seen in the news, there's what we call the border crisis mm-hmm. happening. And and just what that means, there have always been, been an f- influx of right. immigrants trying sure. to come to the United States right. yeah. for many reasons. Right. Um, but there in the past year we've we've called it a crisis because there's so many coming mm-hmm. at one time and children many unaccompanied minors yeah. specifically that's our that's our main lane here right. are are coming and there's many reasons and many ways but when a child comes into this country unaccompanied and what they go through what they've gone through it's traumatizing mm-hmm. for the. For, uh, we can all imagine if you right. have a child being not with your child, them right. coming into another country, going through border control, all of that, perhaps being in a facility with other lots of right. other people, and right. just what what they're going through. And a child is always a victim, right? And so, yeah. David and I have always loved our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters, whatever mm-hmm. country they're from. And just we say there's a part of that in our blood. And mm-hmm. and when we heard that there was this need, mm-hmm. like I said in the last time, it's see a need, meet a need. And right. God had positioned our life in our season. We haven't always said we would have been in a season where we could do this, but there were multiple opportunities for us to foster unaccompanied minor children mm-hmm. that came across into the United States mm-hmm. and they needed a place to go because they're what we call the tender ages, mm-hmm. t- two to 12. Okay. And so, Pop, so yep. the tender ages, explain mm-hmm. why that's such a key. So, that's window. such a key window because, um, you know, 
we're, we're, these children can't just go in a, in a facility. They can't be without a parent. They need mm-hmm. to be taken care of physically. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and our country wants to do that. We want to take care of these children. Right. Um, Border Control and the Office of Refugee Resettlement, they mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. the children who come here to be well taken care of. Right. And we know that they can be very easily exploited, mm-hmm. violated, right. and horrible, horrible things have, right. do, horrible. and are happening. Right. So the more children we can take care of and there and there's an amazing nonprofit that we've been working with actually started conversations three years ago here mm. in Waco to get this okay. started yeah David and I were on not really a board but in a way sure. to try to say how can we in Waco have a hub of this specific nonprofit here to help foster these children because mm. there's such a need and and it's a Christian based organization where mm-hmm. we say what better place for these kids to, to come than in a Christian home and these mm-hmm. people speak Spanish and can love them and make their trauma less mm-hmm. in the meantime while we're trying to find their what they call their sponsor or their right. next of kin right. so most of the children that come they have a family member or someone in the United States okay. that mm-hmm. they're needing to get placed with so for so when when we talk about so how big is the need for Christian families to open up their homes to foster kids? I mean, there's thousands of children. Thousands. There's thousands of children at the border, and and you do have to become a licensed foster sure. parent. Sure. And so we went through the whole process. I was ready, and then David was not ready, and then mm-hmm. we flipped and we went sure. through that. But God, God got us at the right time, mm-hmm. and we actually said yes right before the border crisis happened. We, the opportunity came back and it was mm-hmm. um, actually almost a year ago. And we said, okay, we need to do this again. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, God was preparing us because come January, right. February, yeah, March right. of last year is when it really we really saw an influx. Mm-hmm. And so he had just prepared us. So we were ready mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we really were needed. So a couple little things I do want to go off here is that, so you guys wrestling through as a couple yeah. hey god what is the what is your season for us what's your assignment you go through the process and so many times we don't know uh what we're preparing for right right uh, and again Whole this is very territory. specific so yes you were preparing to take kids in who um that you could care for protect and and help be a, a, a go-between if yeah. you will between where where they're eventually going to land um, but I, I love the profound sense of, man, God's just asking us to respond now fully, yeah. and that prepares us for then. But mm-hmm. we sometimes we say, golly, you know, uh, God didn't use me that much. Or, but, but maybe it's because we didn't prepare now. And then when yeah. then happened, we weren't ready. Right. Right. And so we just said, well, let's just take the first step. There you go. That is literally what we said. Right, because yeah. even in that jumping in, I mean, I don't know if anyone's gone through the foster care process. It's, it's, yeah. it's a process. It's a yeah. lot. And it, it needs to be that way. Sure. Um, it's doable. Yes. I want people yes. to do it. One step at a time. It's doable. But you just have, I tell people, sure. I'm like, just take the first step. Right. And, and go from there. Yeah. So so tell us what's it like to be to do the foster, to foster a kid? What does that look like? Well, specifically with this this kind of a thing is there it's temporary so we will get a call that there is a three-year-old boy that Uh needs to have a placement we may know his name and the country of origin and that is it and then they tell us when transportation has been organized and we meet them at a specific place 
Um, and we go pick them up and we drive them home to our house and we care for them as best we can until, and then there's a, there the, in the organization, there's care for them daily during the week so that if parents are working full time, yeah, so they like can still daycare. do this. It's like uh, a daycare, but they're also mm-hmm. receiving health services, um, you know, social services. And that's mm-hmm. also where the social workers are trying to kind of piece their story together right. to locate their sponsor next wow. of kin to place them. So we all work together in this. So, so you got a team. So mm-hmm. when you There's receive this kiddo, um, which I mean, I was moved by my heart. A three-year-old kid yeah. with no attachment doesn't understand. But it's you guys scary. are there. You're there to to take them in, love yep. them, and and they cry themselves to sleep. And we just we just pray for them. We just hold them, and we wow. just it's minute by minute and you just you give them the love that you would want Mm. to give someone to give your child if Mm. they were in that position and that's literally what i think of the whole time is if this was my kid Mm. how would i want someone to comfort them how would i want someone to offer them food how would i want someone to correct them when they're they're throwing a trauma tantrum right sure wow and the second little boy we had was eight Uh and he took it was it took him it took him about five days to kind of warm up to us but he would cry himself to sleep every night is yeah. he's eight and i'm it's hard for me to comfort him sure. or we but we grew and then we began reading and i asked him have you ever heard the gospel have you ever heard why jesus died for you mm. and he said no and so we just crammed in like 30 to 45 minutes of jesus storybook bible mm. every night and we got to the gospel, and two nights before he left, he asked Jesus into his heart. Wow. And wow. and we wrote in that Bible, and we sent it off for him, and pictures, and mm. just identity of who he was. And mm. so it was just such a joy to mm. see that. And Way God's go. doing amazing things in that. Oh, I'm so glad that you shared that. Yeah. I mean, that 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 puts um, the skin on it, right, yes. for us. That, that pulls yeah. us into, hey, the pain of what they experience and kind of how you have mm-hmm. to just work you through just it with them to stay it. it with stay with them but in it um, we see God we see the hand of yeah. God and the opportunities because you can't you can't yeah. tell them when they're crying at night like I miss my mom I miss so and so and I I can't say can't fix it. well you'll see her soon right. I, he may never see her again right. yeah exactly. but I just say Mm. And he's going to hold you. He's holding you right now. And he's going to hold you tomorrow. Mm. And he's going to hold you the next Mm. day. Like, and then we relinquish. I'll never see these kids again. I don't get to have contact with them, but I have their name Mm. and God knows where they are. And Mm. I pray for them every day. It's like that. Oh, I'm inspired love. by the stories of people who like, my name was in their Bible. And then like mm-hmm. 50 years later, we came. I'm like, Lord, let that happen. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Come on. Even if not. I love that. Even if not. Wow. They will have me praying for them. Come their whole on. life. So. Woo. Amen. So. I love that. Amen. That's good. Yeah. That is beautiful. Perfect. That's what we need to hear. And just so uh, I understand and not only are you prepared in your own heart, but they give you tools and, you know, you get training for this, right? You or, get the foster care training. <laughs> the foster care training. Yes, you never. Yes, the Jesus training. You get the is, Jesus is training. What, you get the foster care training. And you're going to need to and you just, be of the Lord. You right? just, in, yeah, you just you rally Jesus. in as a yes. family and yeah. say, 
we're going to be we're here for this, this kid. Yes, wow. And it's going it, there may be challenges. And so yeah. even with our own kids. Yeah, of course. There have been yeah. challenges right. and it's given them though I will say just such a deeper level of compassion mm. because I'll I will explain to them. I will right. tell them their story and when and oftentimes these children tell their their foster parents uh-huh. the story first. Wow. Wow. And then we can help because at this at the center we call it they you know they're it's in more of a formal right. setting but mm-hmm. at home and and in my arms sure. they'll open up a little bit faster wow. and then I'll, I'll share that with my children and wow. and I can say we get to love them like Jesus would. Mm. what how do we show that and when they exhibit behaviors mm. I say but what would Jesus do right now because he, they need help yeah they need help well wow. way to go yeah Wow. Well, I know a lot of times people go to podcasts and they, hey, what's interesting today? Or, you know, what am I going to get out of this? And I, I would say my hope and my prayer is that the, everyone listening um, gets the heart of God out of this, that mm-hmm. God steps into the messiness of life and becomes God with us. Yeah. So um, there is no perfect way to foster. There is no yeah. perfect way to parent. But when we step into it then we see the kingdom of god at work right and and i think that so many times we're we're hoping to experience the kingdom of god apart from a mess or apart from a challenge or apart from yeah. an imperfect process or even an imperfect reason that we're all here right but we have the there's just if there's anything i'm becoming more aware of is it's not perfection that god's after right it's 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 our deep attachment to him yes. in the mess, our deep attachment and to be there with others, however we got here, to be the comfort of God mm-hmm. in it, and then to come up with a God solution, to pray right. that in and to be that together. So, yeah. so wow. Well, um, we're going to wrap it up, but mm-hmm. uh, my, my prayer is that this is a catalyst to all of us to say, all right, what's mm-hmm. my assignment? Mm-hmm. Where would God have me get into the mess of people's lives so that I can be the comfort uh, that's not going to be present without mm-hmm. me and Jesus mm-hmm. and our own family? Yeah. So any last words you want to say? Mean, I would just say, yeah. too, that sometimes given circumstances and seasons, um, it's hard to be, you know what I mean? You may not feel like right now I can't foster right, a child sure. or I I feel so full. I feel like the water level's here. Right. And, and I, I have to say, then be that best friend to somebody who's doing oh, that. Oh, I love that. Be yeah. there mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Call them. Send them the voice mm-hmm. message. Send a meal mm-hmm. over. I can't tell you. I mean, some of my friends who I'm going through this with, and I, I share a lot, and there's times I'm like, I just keep sharing this, but I have to let you guys know, like, thank you for listening. Just. Mm. We, we need to share with that trusted wow. friends who are just going to yeah. keep listening child after child after mm. child that we get mm. and just still be there to listen and support us. That I can't do without my friends wow. and my community mm. praying for us and just cheering us on. And, and you know, wow. we had a prophetic word bef- the day before we started the foster mm. care journey. Um, someone don't even know them. They don't know me. They don't know us gave us a word that was mm. so specific for mm. what God wanted to do through children mm. and liberating them and speaking mm. truth and identity. And and so I know that I have that calling 
and and we can go to that mm. but it's just so wonderful when you have best mm. friends wow. who will cheer you on and Beautiful. be there with you and i say you're just as much in this as i am because Love i that. need you and, mm. and we're in this together and you're praying for this mm. kid as much as i am too Love it. Sounds like the church. Sounds yeah. like the purpose of God for the solution of God for the pain yeah. around us, right? Well, here what I want to do. I want to pray and um, and as we end our time, I'm I'm asking God, you know, for Laura and me, what is what is our part to play um, in the challenges, what's what's happening uh, in our own mm-hmm. state, what's happening among yeah. our kiddos and the kiddos we don't yet know. So, Spirit of God, we're just grateful today that your compassion has no end and that your assignments are matter. And, Lord, I pray for everybody listening today, would you fill us with the knowledge of your will, with all wisdom and understanding, that we'd have walk worthy of you, perfectly pleasing you in every good work, that we'd look on the multitudes with compassion like mm-hmm. sheep without a shepherd. And, Lord, I pray today, may more labors for the harvest of caring and nurturing and uh, surrounding uh, kids in crisis in this hour with grace and mercy, would you just Uh, let that clarion call go out all over uh, where it's being heard right now and may there be enough for every need we pray in Jesus name amen amen thanks so much for tuning into this episode of passion and purpose a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch movement for more information please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org we'll see you next time